0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. Hi everyone, glad you've joined us. We're in this little series that we have entitled The Answer To. The first week we looked at the answer to worry. The second week, last week, we looked at the answer to fear. (laughs) Kind of funny, I was having Chinese food a day or two after that message, and I opened my fortune cookie. And the fortune cookie said this Fear knocked at the door, faith answered, no one was there. Thought, man, I wish I'd have had that earlier. But we're going to look at another answer today, and that's kind of you're not afraid, you're not weary. You're, you're not worried about it. You're, you're not at a place where you're tired. You're not at a place where you're exhausted. You're not at a place where, you know, you're dealing with all the emotions of life. You're just, I don't know what to do. I'm just a little confused. And so this, today what we're going to look at is the answer to confusion. Now there's a story in Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's a story about Judah and their king, Jehoshaphat. And they are surrounded by a big army. The army is coming to take care of them and to attack them. Judah, that kingdom, does not have the resources to go up against them. They're far outnumbered. They're in a difficult place. And right here is where we're going to pick up the story. What do you do when you find yourself in a difficult situation? What do you do when you're confused? Well, the first thing you do is you cry out to God. That's the way you begin. God, I need you. Now, let's look at the story. Here's what they say. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. And he prayed, oh, Lord God of our ancestor, you alone are the God who's in heaven. You're the ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive those out who lived in this land when your people had arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we're faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to you and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored, and we can cry out to you to save us. And you will hear us, and you will rescue us. So what did the king do? The moment he realizes he's in a difficult place and he doesn't have the answer and doesn't know what to do, he goes to God. And he goes to God with confidence. He doesn't go to God bemoaning everything. He just goes to God, and God, you've invited us here, you placed us here, and you have told us that when we come into difficult times, you will save us. You will hear us and you will rescue us. So when you get to a place where you're facing something and you don't know what to do with it, the first step, the easiest step, the most practical step is to turn and cry out to God. The second thing you do is you clarify the problem. You come to a point where you get clarity on what you're dealing with. Because sometimes, in the midst of it all, we're dealing with certain issues and certain struggles, and we complicate it because we get this and we get this and we get this. And before long, we've just got a whole heap of stuff that has proved to be a mountain, and we've made things a bigger mess than what they need to be. And so what the king did and what Israel did is now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would not let our ancestors invade these nations when Israel left Egypt, so they went around them and didn't destroy them. But now you see how they reward us. They have come to throw us out of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. God, here's the problem. We've got an army that's coming against us. It's an army that you told us to leave alone. It's a people that you said, look, leave them there. And so we went around them when it was our time to come into this land that you've given to us. And God, here we are, and here they are. It's a serious problem. You don't have to make the problem minor. You don't need to pretend that it's no big deal. You can come to God and he wants you to be honest. Think about it. You have to be honest with God because he already knows everything. He just wants to make sure that you do. And so the very thing you do is you be honest about the problem because God just deals with the truth. The Holy Spirit is in us to give us truth. You don't play games. You don't cover up the crisis. You don't think you can put on a positive front and tell, oh, everything's going to be fine. It's okay. It's not a big deal. You don't ignore it. You don't act like anything is wrong. You you don't pretend, well, if I just uh, admit that it's not there, it'll maybe go away. No, God, I'm in a mess. God, I'm in a difficult straight here. God, I don't know what to do. God, here it is. I'm coming to you. You've told me I can. And here's what I'm facing today. So if you're dealing with something and you don't know what to do with it, would you be honest with God about it? Give yourself clarity. God, here's where I'm at and here's what I'm facing. Then they did a third thing. You cease all trust in the flesh. You stop trusting yourself. You come to a place. You don't cry out to God and then go off and do your own thing. So here's what the king did. He said, oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are, notice what he says, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. Watch it. We do not know what to do. Now, sometimes us guys have a hard time saying we don't know what to do because we don't have an answer. We don't know how to handle it. Yet we feel like we got to come up with an answer. more often than not many times in our lives we're dealing with circumstances and situations where God here it is it's a tough place Uh, I, I don't know how to handle this I don't know what to do and I know I can't God. I, I don't have what it takes, but I believe that you do. I don't, can't fix this on my own. I don't have an answer. I don't see a solution. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the strength. I don't have the resources. God, I, I'm just at a place here where I don't know what to do. Now hear me. If you'll be honest about that place, God finally has you where he wants you. Get yourself out of the way. God, here I am. I'm calling to you. God, here's the problem. I can't fix it. (laughs) My little grandson's watching some videos now, and one of the videos he's watching that I'm really getting tired of (laughs) is Bob the Builder. We can fix it. Yes, we can. Well, that's nice for a little one-and-a-half-year-old. But if you've got that attitude in life and think you can fix everything, you've got another thought coming. And so you come to the place where you just say, God, honestly, I can't do it. I don't know what to do. That's a sign of wisdom, and that's a sign of strength. And then you concentrate on God. God. You concentrate on God. Now I know we've already come to God, but there's another line here that becomes very critical in this, and it's this one. We are looking to you for help. God, I'm not looking to the banker. I'm not looking to my neighbor. I'm not looking at my friend. I'm not looking at my spouse. I'm not placing this on somebody else. God, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know where to turn, I, I, but God, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to look to you for the help that I need. I'm not going to go everywhere else. I'm going to look for your wisdom because God, my hope's in you. My strength is in you. You will direct my steps And Lord, you know what? I need you. Because here's the thing. If you just look at all the problems that you're up against and the situation and circumstance that you're fighting and you see how big it is and you get overwhelmed by it, if you just keep looking at it, it's just going to get bigger and bigger and become worse and worse. But you've already admitted it's there. Now what you need to do is say, God, you know what? I'm looking to you to help me. I want to be focused on you. I don't want to be distracted thinking my resource and my help's going to come somewhere else. I'm looking to you to help me. Okay? Now, this next step is where it really gets difficult for us because of the type of people that we all are by our nature. You continue before God until, until the king calls for a meeting. He brings in the people of Judah. The families come in. They tarry before God. They communicate together. They're waiting to hear from God. They want some direction. They want a sense. And as they're doing this, a man in the crowd has a word from God. And here's what he says. Listen, all you people of Judah, Jerusalem, and listen, King Jehoshaphat, This is what the Lord says. Now notice what he says: Do not be afraid, don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Now, where have we heard that before? About last week. David facing Goliath. Battle's not mine. Battle's the Lord's. It's a principle all throughout Scripture. We think the battle is up to us. The battle is up to God. And so he comes and says, Look, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. What great words. Tomorrow, march out against them. What? March uh, but they're bigger than we are. March out against them. You know, do what you need to do. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz and at the end of the valley that opens to the wilderness of Judah. And you know, you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Uh, Repeated, right? He had to remind them a second time. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. If God is for us, who can be against us? We all know it, but sometimes we forget it. And so what they did is they said, look, we're going to stay here. We're going to seek God And we're not going to do anything until we've heard from God. So what you have to do is, God, I'm looking to you for the solution. I'm looking for you to help me. I need your strength. I don't know what to do in this. God, you're the one that I'm going to depend on. And God, you know what? I'm just going to keep looking to you, talking to you, until I get an answer. Now, (laughs) the problem is we're not very patient, are we? We get really impatient with all of this. And we get to a place where, God, how long do I have to wait? God, what do I have to do? You're not answering me quick enough. God, I've asked, how about the answer now? God, I'm looking at you. I'm waiting for you. I don't hear you saying anything. Keep waiting. Keep waiting. Well, how how long do I wait until... Until you have an answer, until you have some peace about what you need to do, until you have some direction in your life, until you have this sense that comes from the Holy Spirit within you that says, you know what, this is how you need to approach this. You don't worry, you don't manipulate, you don't schedule, you wait. You pray, you wait for God, you consecrate. God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to seek, I'm going to wait, and I'm going to do this, God, until I have a sense of direction that you have for me. Now, we're good at waiting for a day. We're good at waiting for maybe a week or two. But after a while, we get impatient. We think, God, you're not listening to me. God, you're not going to answer me. God, you're not going to step in here. You wait until. Well, what if I got a deadline? What if I have to do something and I have to make a decision now? Well, you continue to wait until the deadline. And when the deadline gets there, You make your best decision knowing that you placed it in God's care, knowing that God's going to help you make a great decision, trusting Him, doing what's best to honor Him, and believing that since we've honored Him, He will help us. You see, I think part of the problem here is we're not real confident that God's really going to help us. We're not really 100% certain that God's going to do this. There's an element of doubt in this so we wait for a while and it doesn't happen. say, we well, God's not going to answer me. And I think all of us have experiences in life where we've made decisions hastily. We've made decisions on our own thinking we knew what was best. We made decisions out of fear. We've made decisions out of greed. We've made decisions out of this is what I really want. And all of us understand the gr- regret that comes with that at times. So what the people of Judah did and the king did, they waited. They waited until a man stood up and gave them a word. Now hear me. You and I have a word that's given to us on a regular basis. It's called the Bible. If we will look at it and depend on it, it will direct our steps in a lot of circumstances in life. It will help you make right choices over and over again. Yes, there's things that it doesn't specifically address, and those times you need the Holy Spirit to help you. But God has placed His Holy Spirit within us to lead us, to guide us, to counsel us, and to help us. And you see, sometimes our problem is we want to do it all on ourself. You mean, notice what we read, what the man stood up and said, you listen, Judah, and you listen, King Jehoshaphat. Are you going to be willing to take advice from another source other than you? Are you going to be willing to listen to reason from somebody else? Because maybe God will speak to them for your answer. Maybe God will use them to help you. And so you and I have to come to that place where we're willing to wait on God until we have a sense of direction and until we have a clarity. And if we don't do that, you can cry out to God all you want, but if you only cry out to Him to get you out of your problem and you think you've gotten out of it and you go do something else and you've done that all on yourself, that's not going to work out well for you. And so we come to that place. I will wait. I will stand. I will remain before God until, until. Now, once they had clarity, once they had some direction, they confessed the truth of God. They confessed the truth of God. Verse 18, 2 Chronicles 20, King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. What are they doing? God, thank you. God, I keep my eyes fixed on you. God, you're the one who helps me. And then the Levites from the clans of Korah and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. You give God praise because God gives you direction. You give God praise because he's giving you help. When he speaks to you, when you have a sense, you praise God. As you're waiting for God to speak, you praise him. You keep focusing on him. We keep repeating what God has said. We keep walking in the way that God has put before us. We keep praising him. Because in the midst of it all, what needs to happen is God needs to be glorified through it all. And so we come to that place where we recognize, you know what? I have to come and I have confessed the truth. God, I want to remind you and I want to remind myself. I'm in this situation. I have waited on you. You are helping me and I keep my eyes fixed on you. I keep my heart rejoicing in you. I don't let fear and worry come in. I don't let an overwhelming sense come into me because of the circumstances. Because I have clarity in this and I know that as I continue to lift you up and to make you greater and make you bigger, you will direct me, you will help me, you will protect me, you will provide for me. And God, you will get glory. So I will praise and worship you. You know, sometimes the answer is going to come in the midst of you praising God. Sometimes the answer will come as you worship, as you do what God wants you to do. And so what we do is just keep reminding ourselves and confessing God's truth. Then you commit to obey God. (laughs) So in other words... If you have a sense of what God wants you to do, it would just be common sense, wouldn't it, to do it? But I know people at times that have known what God wants them to do, and they don't like what he's telling them, and they do something else. So God has told told Tilton of Judah what to do. (laughs) Go fight. Well, that was the problem in the first place. We know we can't win. But God says, you go, don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, I've got this. Notice what they said, early the next morning, (laughs) right away. You see, instant obedience is many times disobedience. The Judah went out to the wilderness of Tekiah and on the way Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, Believe in the Lord your God. You'll be able to stand firm. Believe in the prophets. Believe in what's been spoken to you. Believe in God's word and you will succeed. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. They're singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. So as you're being obedient, you just keep praising God. You just keep rejoicing in God. You just keep knowing that God's going to help you and going to take care of you. That builds faith. That builds confidence. And this is what they sang. (laughs) Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Boy, how many times is that phrase repeated throughout Scripture? Give thanks for God. He loves me and he endures forever. At the very moment they begin to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. And the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. So what did they have to do? They had to get up. They had to fight. You see, listening to the Lord, hearing from the Lord is completely different than obeying the Lord. All three have to take place. I've got to be willing to hear, to listen. I've got to let God speak, and then I have to obey. And the great surprise here, they did what God said. Well, OK, it didn't make sense. You know, many times what God is asking you to do won't always make sense in the natural, but it'll always be very clear in the spiritual. And so you obey God. you do what He wants you to do. And as you do that, God is faithful. They had to get up. They had to get dressed for army. Battle. They had to go out to fight, face the enemy. Not knowing what was going to happen. Just believing that God had told them, directed them, assured them of what needed to take place. And too many times we know the truth. We don't do it. We know what God wants. But we also know what we want. And many times that's the conflict. And when they did what God said, God fought the battle. When you obey God, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Obedience lets God fight for you. When you obey, God fights. When you do what God wants you to do, God takes care of you. Oh, it may look like, wow, I'm going to do this, and there's this great army out there. I don't know that I can stand up in front of this, and i say, I've got this. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of you. And so we come to that place where we realize we, we want to pray. We want God just to eliminate everything, and we want it to be easy. But you see, God wants to get glory, and God wants to help me grow. So in the midst of the conflicts of life, in the midst of the confusion of life, two basic principles are flowing that flow throughout life. I need to grow in my trust in God, and God needs to get the glory for it all. Those two things drive us. God I want to be like you. I want to grow like you. I want to be more mature in you. I want to look like you. Help me in my day-to-day walk to trust you more, to obey you more, and to do what's right. And God, I want to do that because I want to please you and I want you to get the credit for it all. I want you to get the glory for it. And so they got up. They did what God told them to do. God fought on their behalf. When you obey God, God will help you. Finally, you collect the riches from the decision. You collect the riches from the decision. Second Chronicles chapter 20. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out together the to plunder. They found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, other valuables, more than they could carry. Notice this. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. That's a lot of plunder. On the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name to that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat, leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. And they marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and all they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. Where are they going? They're going to give God credit. They're going to God. They didn't, oh, I'm coming home. I'm not, now I get to go to my house and take, enjoy the plunder. No. What's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to give God credit. I'm going to go to where He dwells. I want to make sure He gets the credit for this. I want to reaffirm that I trusted Him. He delivered me, and I am grateful for what He's done for me. And when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came upon them. And so Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. God's good at giving rest. And when we're willing to be obedient, to allow him to fight for us, God gives us rest there's a lot of things in life and a lot of messes in life that you and I face on a regular basis. Some expected, many not. And we get to them and we recognize, I can't fix this. I don't have what it takes to deal with this. This is beyond my pay grade. I don't know how I'm going to handle this. I don't know where that next meal is going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to make this I don't know how this is going to happen, but God, I'm going to look to you and I'm going to wait until you bring clarity to my mind and my heart because I need to hear from you. Because I know that if I'll do what you want me to do, I'll succeed because God, you never fail. And God, when all this happens, would you help me remember to give you the credit. Would you help me be more grateful than I've ever been before? Would you help me to be thankful for all that you've done for me? Would you remind me that you do work everything out for my good? And Lord, would you once again tell me that obedience brings blessing? And when I follow your directions blessings follow me so what is it you're dealing with today that you're not maybe worried about you're maybe not even afraid you're just confused don't know what to do don't have an answer don't know how to handle this look to God wait until and obey Let me pray for you. Lord, today, would you help each one of us to know that you want to help us and that you are faithful, that you will provide, you will take care of us, you will direct our steps. And I just pray for everyone right now that you would give them a sense of confidence in you that they would turn to you and be honest about what's going on in their life and what they have need of. That they would wait until you give direction and you speak. It might not, it probably won't be a voice, but it'll be a sense in our heart of this is God. That you'll open up a way that we don't see. And it will be you because the battle is yours. Would you help each one to obey with what they know right now and to do what is right, confidently believing that, God, you're with them and you're going to help them. And, Lord, we'll be sure to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor when it's all said and done. Thank you for the confidence we have in you and for your provision in our life. We praise you because your faithfulness endures through all generations. We love you. We trust you today. In thy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8, 15, and 10, 45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.